I was thinking recently about like, I feel like 50% of the reason we started this podcast is that we were frustrated that like Marty and Sarah never talked about Orange Cassidy <laughs> and we as a podcast almost never talk about it. I was thinking about it recently too. They made it to the schedule today to get their, their lashings. Welcome to Channel Talk and No Facts All Feelings Wrestling Podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Ann. And I'm Leah. How's everybody doing this week? <laughs> oh, you not much went on with me last week. How was your weekend, Anne? Did you do anything interesting? <laughs> I mean, I know Allie doesn't have anything to report, so I'm just no. skipping her. I was Didn't nice, do you anything. know. My Don't ask. wrestling yeah. brother was in town, so I had a good yeah. time with him. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess that's pretty much, that's kind of the show. <laughs> Uh, how, was, how was full gear it was great it was really fun um yeah i mean <laughs> i like that you have the tone you have the tone of content. somebody who forgot to go and now you're like Fuck, i didn't expect that they <laughs> oh, me i uh, loved it <laughs> no i really i went i went for real uh, our friend caroline and i went uh we had a very good time we sat next to an extremely tall man from nebraska who like just really sweetly he was there on his own which was like i was like oh my god you can just go on your own like i mean <laughs> which uh, you unaccompanied know, I knew, men unaccompanied uh, yeah. men yeah unaccompanied by anyone but in a way he was accompanied <laughs> by us because he made a lot of conversation uh and he had fairly good opinions and actually this is a this is i was an influencer he asked when we went for so we got tickets for rampage and full gear and at rampage he was like what are you what's the match you're looking forward to you know mm-hmm. and i was like well you know i don't know i like obviously hangman like boring <laughs> answer worry. but like yeah i mean you know there's some good stuff and i was like pretty much everything but mma all american top team <laughs> that's that's kind of like not it for me and actually then throughout the next night at full gear when we got there i kept being like caroline and i kept having conversations about like when we could go pee and she was like had to go fairly early and i didn't and then i kept being like when is american top team coming out i gotta go use the bathroom and anyway of course as you know they were the second to last mm-hmm. fucking match break. yeah horrible but i did i think i did wait until then that's wow. shocking to me but um I so I jetted out and like you know I'm just like now I can just have the time of my life I got a beer afterwards I get in line our seatmate also is in like two lines over <laughs> getting some snacks and then when I got back before him and when he got back he was like yeah it's like uh, you know like you were saying it's not that interesting a match so I figured I'd get a snack <laughs> I was like I stopped a man tips. from being interested in the inner circle I said it's okay you can go get a pretzel during this so that was and huge for me actually that's beautiful man by man we'll persuade them to our side <laughs> we're getting them one by one <laughs> in 10 in 10 years Dan Lambert will be almost off our TV <laughs> Oh my god! What a dark um, I know. Well, I do have some other. I have some other comments from the show that I'm sure I will provide throughout. Uh, but let's start by talking about. I thought about making us wait for this, and then I thought we can't. Uh, 
Adam Page won his match against Kenny Omega at full gear. He's our new TNT Very Good Boy All Elite Champion. I actually really (laughs) couldn't remember what it's called, but... The good the boy world. champion feels right. <laughs> yeah, the, wor- the good boy the champion of all the world. <laughs> and um, yeah, so what did you guys think of the match? I was like, I was beyond the entire time. Like I started from a like high place, but like the second his music hit, I was like, oh, this is going to be, this is going to yeah. be emotionally exhausting. And yeah. it sure was. He, and he yeah. does have the right intro music for it too. Just like in general, mm-hmm. when it hits, you get a little free song. So mm-hmm. it was a yeah. mega, mega feeling and I mean I was sure he was gonna win but it was also one of those things where it's like I swear to god if they zag on me like they could have zagged you know it sounds like WWE probably would have zagged but uh, they I, did yeah. the right conclusion to that which I is know. fantastic I, was I, know. Re- I got really nervous during the show yeah mm-hmm. I mean we're gonna yeah. talk about talk about it later but there was one of the matches zagged so hard that I thought that they like I, they got me a little bit where I was yeah. like if oh, they no. are to make <laughs> Hangman lose, <laughs> this is how it would go. Oh, God. Well, they let's... Didn't. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't zag on us. Um, let's do a little quick discussion of the promo that they led us into full gear with. So we had seen the contract signing that Kenny was a douche at. Uh, on Rampage, the night before full gear, I, there in person... The Young Bucks on a TV screen with everybody screaming, turn the sound on. We can't hear it. Uh, they love to not play the sound all the time. So Um, did you not see it? Like, no, 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 I did. They turned it on, but it's like they, they kept turning it on a minute late. And then it's like, if nobody was interested and nobody was screaming, we can't hear it. Sometimes they just wouldn't turn. (laughs) So I don't really know what was going on there, but, uh, we had a little promo young bucks hanging out with adam cole hangman shows up he says i need to talk to the bucks adam cole is being their protective boyfriend Mm -hmm. being like anything you need to say to the bucks you can say in front of me they do some nose pose about it matt jackson is gently like it's okay with a hand on the arm yeah a hand on adam cole's arm uh and hangman basically says i'm sorry for everything that's gone down between us i'm sorry i cost you the tag team titles you cost me my title mm-hmm. shot in July. We're even. Don't interfere on uh, Sunday. Yeah. Specifically, Saturday. if you touch me on Saturday, I will ruin you. Wow. <laughs> so whoa, whoa, well. Whoa, 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 yeah. well. So fascinating. They actually had apologies. And I um, I had guests, like my um, brother who's into wrestling was there. So we watched the pay-per-view together, but he had come in. He and his wife had come in that night. So I missed Rampage. I didn't watch it until after. And, like, obviously I was really psyched for Full Gear. But, like, I would have been even more psyched having watched it, like, in the right order. Because, like, that do not interfere thing. And then they come out to the ring. Like, that's, like, good. Yeah. yeah. And TNT I felt. knows drama, you know. TNT knows <laughs> drama. And I felt like a, a smart wrestling person. I don't I don't know why it's like not rocket science obviously any idiot could have surmised this but on the way there I was like do you think that the bucks are coming out to ringside mm-hmm. to not interfere and that we'll see them not interfering because I'm gonna <laughs> blow my cap off <laughs> I won't have a cap anymore Caroline it'll be blown clean off could you see them could you see the nod from where you were Oh, that's yeah. a good question. Well, and they had they had a lot of screens too. So we yeah. had because so our seats were on the right side of the ring, uh, like closer between the tunnel 
entrance and the mm-hmm. ring, basically. Mm-hmm. So um, we were across from the hard cam. That's what I should have said. So we were seeing like a lot of stuff from the back, but then there were a ton of video screens at the Target Center. So like we also oh, nice. had a direct view of the camera work. So it's like you did have to look at it more than in our other seats to be like, what are people's faces doing? Yeah. Um I but feel like also after having been like having been at wrestling shows like I got better and better at like looking at the screens for the close-ups so you're probably an expert by now at this point so I think I did okay I think I did okay I wouldn't say expert because <laughs> like sometimes I'd just get caught on the screens and be like I'm watching tv and then I was like you're here in person you need to look down at what's actually happening but uh the fun thing about those seats was though that like the wrestlers as they're leaving pretty much I mean like most of them because you can see it's where like the um all the dark losers and some of the normal dynamite losers like go off stage like Mm -hmm. at the bottom there Mm -hmm. and then also a lot of them when they're passing by on the uh ramp they just would turn and like wave to us like (laughs) just to our section I was like I don't know why this is the section that they just like love to like say goodbye to uh But uh, so then you just feel like you're like waving at your friends like you did a great job. (laughs) (laughs) So that was fun. Uh, Yes, but we could see the nod and I was slimed about it. I mean, sorry, David (laughs) Bixen's fan, but I thought it was good. It was good. I mean, like, obviously, it was, like, Matt Jackson is a hammy, a hammy boy because he's a wrestler, but it works in that context. It was, yeah, really amazing to have that connection, like, right as Hangman's about to win. Yeah. I mean, for those who don't know, just someone tweeted about Matt Jackson not being good at face acting and why are people acting like he was good at him to do his (laughs) hammy nod. And it's like, because wrestling is the CW. And he is Damon <laughs> yeah. Salvatore. And that's what I tune in for. I'm like, here to watch him be a ham. Like, yeah, it's like, are you watching wrestling for like the subtle nuances of like human behavior? Like that's what, this You're is a broad in- art form. Right. Yeah. Like it's like, it's a huge accomplishment when we achieve a single nuance in wrestling. That's what we're arguing for every week is we're like <laughs> we're a kernel of little cradle mm-hmm. kernel of nuance in our hands. <laughs> And we rarely get it, but uh, I thought it was great. I loved it. And I love it. It's like, it's just so funny to me because this is always the case that like, obviously Nick can get worked up about stuff, but that like in general, he's like, I kind of fo- emotionally follow Matt's lead and like <laughs> yeah. where Matt is emotionally pointing us is then like the direction in which perhaps I will express a stronger emotion. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it just was especially funny to me through all of these promos where like Matt Jackson is like, I came to deliver a story and you'll see it in my <laughs> eyes and my mouth and my face. I'm showing you, I have complicated feelings about Hangman. I am deciding whether or not I think that I, who am I side? with what is do I am I sorry to him too all this stuff Nick Jackson is just there like whatever you say brother (laughs) (laughs) yes me too I am also here supporting that (laughs) and I also thinking (laughs) I know and I'm really really interested to see if they do pursue because it seems like they are like going down this road of sort of like the bucks and hangman like maybe making up or having sort of a complicated um story where maybe kenny's like on the other side of it and adam cole too where it's just like the the elite like it's fracturing a little or not fracturing but it's just you can see the stress lines Uh, yeah and they're due for that they're due Mm -hmm. for it yeah Mm -hmm. it's got it's gotta it's gotta come 
we will get yeah we'll get into some more of that in our in our next little segment um and hangman did good stuff too with um the dark order bringing him a beer at the end and him like knocking out of alex's hand and just hugging you know is mm-hmm. conquering his alcohol problems with friendship <laughs> so and that's <laughs> actually they should take that into account into like most uh aa programs just give him a belt yeah. if you just give them wait. a belt it'll solve it don't worry yeah, about yeah. It. any a belt it doesn't have pulse. to be one of those big ones it could be a small normal <laughs> belt from j crew and that'll do it too uh yeah no i thought it was like just his whole celebration was great he did a you know he's like i mean he's an adult after school special and that's what Mm -hmm. we need a little bit and he's giving it to us perfectly just beautiful beautiful work just just visually i feel like his hair was blonder and his curls were curlier and his Mm. face was softer and pinker Mm. like everything about it was just like so angelic i was like yeah perfect he's our little angel boy yeah (laughs) i know i think i styling I think I said the other day, I was like, he's so dimply. And then I was like, I don't know if he has dimples. Like he might, but I'm like, that. I'm just responding to his energy where I'm like, he's the, has the energy of a man who's dimpling. So yeah. he must be. Right. But I can't actually conjure them in my mind. Um, yeah. And so then, uh, so Kenny lost, he whispered something to Hangman. That's so juicy. We don't know, know what he said. And he refused at the press conference to say what it was, which is very appropriate and yeah, also makes course. it so much juicier. Yeah, of course mm-hmm. you can't say it. No. Kenny knows. Kenny, Kenny, Kenny knows. and Adam That's both between know. him and Kenny. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, then we did see Kenny on Dynamite this week doing a promo with the Bucks and Adam Cole mm. where he said he hasn't watched, he hasn't even watched the match back. Uh, he needs some time to eat, pray, love. So <laughs> he said, can the can you guys hold the hold the fort down while I'm gone? Adam Cole jumped in and was like, definitely, we've got it. Uh, <laughs> and Kenny was like, no, I was talking to the Young Bucks. So again, we have rich veins of uh, potential problems. And I thought Kenny did a really good job with this promo where he really looked very deflated and his mm, energy yeah. was very sad yeah. and, and yeah. low energy. Um, yeah, for sure. I think he was achieving some of that with his outfit because he said <laughs> it's going to be muted colors only <laughs> now that I'm not the champ anymore. But I agree that with his acting as well, he also is accomplishing that. I wonder how long he's going to be gone because I think mm. like the re- consensus from Reddit is that he needs surgery on his soldier uh, shoulders, oh, really? which oh, is really? why they're doing this. Ooh. Yeah. But like that, that he also has just been saying that he wants to take time off. And so it's like, I wonder how long he's going to be gone. Oh my God. Yeah, a lot I'm could gonna... happen if he's gone for a while. Mm-hmm. I know. Think of all the stealing of his boyfriends that Adam Cole could do. <laughs> he's going to f- all the way steal them. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's it's not going to take a lot of work. Yeah, right. And Matt was doing, again, sorry, David Bixon's fan, but I thought they were very good <laughs> faces during that promo where he was like, ooh, my boyfriends don't get along actually but it's fine because i'm just gonna ride this out and i'm sure it'll all be okay 
I love that. What a girl boss. I know. I do think that Mac, that Matt could maintain order over an unruly Thanksgiving dinner, you know, where he'd be like, oh, no yeah. politics at the table. Everyone can say, go around and say what you're thankful for. I don't yeah. care. <laughs> no. And it better be something I agree with. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was interesting, too, that Kenny, Matt kind of didn't say anything until after Adam Cole was like, we're on top of it. And Kenny was like, uh, I was kind of talking to the Bucks. And then Matt was like, oh, wait, like I should like step in here. But it was kind of an interesting, like little zoned out, like. Yeah, well, there was a little bit. I was like, because Kenny did his, um, uh, I haven't watched the match back yet line. I was like, I wonder if Matt Jackson mm. on purpose is playing it like, mm, and I then know that you haven't seen something that you are not going to love. Right. Uh, again, a lot of dynamics. I mean, yeah. it's just mm-hmm. what you like to see. Uh, let's talk about some other stuff that was going on with the Young Bucks this past weekend. So uh, we'll lead in. On the rampage before full gear, uh, little jungle boy, jungle man beard had his match <laughs> against Bobby Fish, which he won with a snare trap, I believe. Uh, even though Bobby Fish is just so beautiful, <laughs> it shouldn't be possible for him to I had a I had a really good time watching this match. Chris first. Jericho said he looks like an old timey pugilist, and then I, Ricky Starr was like a pugilist, and he said a pugilist. Google it. That's so exactly strange. right. And of course, you don't get the commentary when you're there in person, so you put that in your notes. And when I read it, I flipped out and was just like, "He's so." It's the first time Chris Jericho has ever been right to me, uh, and he was right to bring it up. And he should bring it up every time Bobby Fish is on screen. I mean, it should be all anyone's talking about. I also really enjoy how literally Bobby Fish puts his name into his gear, you know? He's Bobby Fish, and he has fish skeletons all over everything he's doing. I love that, yeah. I told the the man from Nebraska that. I said I love that fish. (laughs) (laughs) Again, wrestling is not nuanced. No. (laughs) Only a little now and then. Uh, Yeah, so uh, Jungle Boy won. Adam Cole came out to help, but then Christian and Luchasaurus came out to help, and then the Young Bucks came out. The upside is simply that I just think we need to lay the scene for this, I guess, that the Young Bucks were not willing to go to the mat to save Bobby Fish and Adam Cole also retreated like Mm. and didn't help Bobby Fish uh so there's a little bit of like tension there because we do encounter Bobby Fish again later in the week oh my god let's talk about the full gear match so this was Jungle Express and Christian Cage versus the super click what did everybody think I was a little distracted. I'm like, I had to rewatch this and we're going to get into like why, but the match before had like really thrown me off so much that like, I was just like furiously like reading reactions and <laughs> typing. And all of a sudden I was like, what is Matt wearing? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. And to distract you from your young bucks. Yeah. I know. It's I disturbing. know. It's very intense. I had a great time with this one. I was watching. Yeah. So since my wrestling brother was here with his wife, um, I was kind of like, well, I guess we won't get to watch the pay-per-view live because I wouldn't make my parents watch it. But my brother was like, oh, no, we're watching it. <laughs> so like, um, so we bought it on my dad's cable, which I've never bought pay-per-view on cable before. And my dad refused to let us reimburse him. And then my parents, who are very like kind gentle people uh, wrestling is just not at all their aesthetic let's just say <laughs> my dad only listens to classical music um they were super good sports and watched it all but so it was really fun to watch this match which was like so all over the place there were so many shenanigans like they're shoving thumbtacks in jungle boy's mouth and my mom is yeah. like gasping at everything because she's really <laughs> afraid everyone's gonna get hurt <laughs> like well she's right to be afraid when, yeah i mean when christian cage went to jump off whatever high place he did she was like about to lose her mind 
um, they all thought the blood was fake. My dad was like, I guess when the camera's off them, they put the fake blood on them. I was like, oh, no. That's so, <laughs> that's so sweet. And I am now going to be thinking about, like, little, like, under ring elf blood elves or <laughs> just like paintbrushes splashing <laughs> blood out there I know. go get them boys I was like oh no dad i have bad news for you about razor blades <laughs> oh dear anyway i thought it was really fun and i thought like the fun one of the great things about the young bucks is they're always like doing stuff i feel like that you've never seen before like i did not expect the thumbtacks to go in the mouth it was like that's no guys good job yeah i know they're 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 artists with those thumbtacks and Mm -hmm. uh, you know it's like i i had the brain flash this week that i was like they should this should be their merch like they should Mm. be selling us (laughs) thumbtack rings and earrings but the thing about the young bucks is that i I think if you told them that, they'd be like, great idea. We've got that coming out next week. <laughs> I know. They, they know whether it is or yeah. isn't the right idea. It's so true. Um, <laughs> yeah. I thought that this at the beginning, I think I thought this with actually with quite a few matches of the night and not like in a bad way across the board sometimes, but not always. Uh, it started out kind of weird. Like I was like, I don't really like know what exactly is going on here. Like just that Jungle Express came out in those jeans i don't know oh why this God. really threw me but the fact that they all came out like they're like this is a men at work video <laughs> i was like okay immediately i'm not sure what's happening no, you're absolutely right yeah. they came out with the same energy in those jeans as like the halloween episode when like the bucks came yes. out in ghostbusters like they were like True. look at us right you were like who are they dressed as am i supposed to understand this reference and then i was thinking a lot too because it's like i kept looking at them and being like okay well oc comes out in his jeans but they're those like sweat jeans i know mm. they're not real because i've seen them enough and right. but jungle boy those look like real jeans and so i don't know if they're just like good normal stretchy jeans or like i was really preoccupied with like how <laughs> what his range of motion was going to be uh and then i just thought it was like a little bit of a slow start but when they um went went on their little run around the building so they ended up mm. coming up to like right where we were it was like Mm -hmm. the top of our section but you couldn't see shit we just knew because (laughs) the cameraman went up our aisle at one point and we were like oh there's going to be stuff going on up there can't see any of it uh and then they went down a different aisle or something but after that I thought it just like really popped off basically like I was like I got really caught up in it in a way where I was like oh this is again it's like overpraising the young bucks, but where I'm like, <laughs> there's a real effortless narrative feeling to this yeah. that like makes me be thinking like, Oh, what's the story that's going on here? Like, mm-hmm. so I am engaged even though I don't understand wrestling actually, even though I've been watching yeah. it for a year. <laughs> I know. And it's so funny that this is the exact opposite of the Hardy family feud where I'm like, the young bucks have been battling jungle express for like 17 years and I could watch him go for another 17. Like it's yeah. yeah. I think they're fun. I think they're fun too. And I also think that there's like, I know it's like a little simplistic, but there's kind of a clear, like, uh, jungle boy is a young up and coming star and the like bucks are older. And so there's an inherent little bit of tension of like, Oh, you're the new guy. And like, we run this place and I don't want you to, you know, take my place Mm -hmm. and I've got a chip on my shoulder. Like the dynamics are a little clear. We can get into this more in the Hardy family office, best friends conversation, but like, dude, just do one little work for me where like (laughs) Matt Hardy is like 
making it clear that he's like i'm mad at you because you don't care about making money i don't give a shit like i don't know there just has to be some kind of dynamic which like i get that it's like it's just not like it's not oc's thing to establish that dynamic but then i think like if you're in a feud with him it's the onus is on somebody else to establish it right and make me understand why y'all keep fighting each other yeah. Right, and it doesn't take much. Like it literally could be just like literally a literally almost second. nothing. <laughs> yeah, just a <laughs> tiny bit. Oh, I will say also it was interesting watching with my brother. I feel like an anthropologist of male opinion sometimes, but um, both <laughs> he and my friend Jeff do not like the Young Bucks at all. They're like, what? I know. They're like, I admit that. Uh, they're really good heels they do a good job of doing being heels but they hate them which i think is so, <laughs> so crazy to me i know they, i just the it's young just are the, for women i guess <laughs> i guess and i'm just like they're so accessible i just wonder if yeah. like i i don't know if it, it's really yeah, crazy I don't know what to it me. is they're yeah. both like they're so obnoxious i just can't stand them like that's all the i love them i have i, I know, know. I would die for I know. The i'm just like huh. <laughs> all right when uh <laughs> when uh the Young Bucks boyfriend, Adam Cole, presented them with those thumbtack knee pads. And Matt yeah. had, like, that look of delight on his face. <laughs> like, he'd been handed a diamond tennis bracelet. Yeah, because was like... I, he was like, he knows me. He knows the jewelry that I yeah. want. He was yeah. up all night with that hot glue gun. <laughs> yeah. For me. And that is... That's acts of service, Matt Jackson's love That's language. Right. That's right. Absolutely. And then later, like, after they did the spot, there was this moment where, like, both... Adam Cole and Nick Jackson folded the knee pads <laughs> down so that like they didn't hurt anybody moving forward. And Matt Jackson watched them do it and didn't fold it <laughs> down. <laughs> wow. That's a rap voice. So funny. <laughs> I will say uh, also that my brother does love Adam Cole though, but he told me it's because my brother's like on the shorter side and Adam Cole's like a smaller guy in wrestling. So he like relates to him, but like, which is very okay. like in AEW, you have so many choices for little guys, but yeah, like, right. WWE like I guess only that just Adam sounds Cole. like an excuse to me it's like he doesn't want to deal with the fact that like loving Adam Cole means he should love the young bucks too. <laughs> you know what I mean I think he's yeah. gonna have to cope with this new watching them together and just you know I bet he'll yeah. come around he'll get wormed yeah. everybody does if the you watch Matt coming. Jackson enough you gotta get wormed yeah you won't be able to help it that pink they were wearing Nick's beard dyed pink how can you not love that, that? BTE where they explained <laughs> how he dyed his his beard was that just straight painters steady. tape like yeah taping paint to his it. face spraying it while he was saying i don't think i'm supposed to do this facial <laughs> I, hair. I was about to say his mouth i know there's something about watching someone be like this is a really bad idea and doing it that just usually makes me like them like i'm like oh, yeah it's really cool that you are okay with that i would be way more stressed than you but this is good it um, did crack me up i know we have to move on i know but the when the young bucks wore their pink like out like it, they looked like they were glowing under the lights i could not so like, understand what they were wearing because it's the so brightest neon. shade of pink i've ever seen in my I life ever but then when like i saw the pictures after and then on bt i'm like oh my god they have like patterns it's like patchwork <laughs> like i was like those are nice none of that showed those up on tv nice. no they <laughs> were it nice. was full pepto-bismol <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. um yeah no and i i did also love on bt matt jackson being like pink was my favorite co- color as a child <laughs> as a little boy he said <laughs> yeah <a> <laughs> So cute. <laughs> Imagine not loving it. Uh, mm-hmm. The conclusion of this match was uh, Jungle Express uh, won. 
and Nick and Adam Cole had to like, I thought this was, this really activated me that they had to like, they were kind of standing there looking at Matt's prone body being like, we're definitely not supposed to leave without Matt, but then they didn't have a choice and they just had to be like, okay, this is not the move. We're going to pay for this later. Those are bad Um, boys. Yeah. And I will, I know we do have to move on, but I will just say big element of this match was Christian kept giving jungle boy the chair and being like do chair hits to kill a man (laughs) and eventually jungle boy did and everybody was like he's a man now uh i hated that i don't want him using that chair and i i felt like more moved and unhappy about it than i thought i would i was like chairs are for bad boys yeah Yeah. are you a bad boy i know i don't think we're supposed to think that but i don't think we are i don't think so either it would be a more interesting story if it was like Christian Cage was doing his own long-term storytelling where he was I, like yeah. leading him down the path. <laughs> like, I was like, like, good boys only use chairs when they're sort of driven into it. You know, a bad boy brings a chair to the ring and then maybe the good boy uses it in response. Do you guys but. know what we're what we're describing? What we're saying we want to see in wrestling? What? <laughs> it's the plot of Cobra Kai. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> like we want these complicated yeah. old men to all yeah. be saying both right and wrong things mm-hmm. to the young boys who aren't learning the right lessons about it. That's right, and then they have complicated effects on the young boys. Yeah, yes, yeah, <laughs> that's true. They could learn some lessons from Cobra. Cobra Kai. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get over there. I'm gonna make Tony Khan host a viewing party, and they've already <laughs> got like all the old men have complicated histories yeah. with one another. You know, so they've got a foundation to build on. Oh, they. They are, it, it just is Cobra. If you it is Cobra, Cobra Kai, Kai yeah. in wrestling, <laughs> it's yeah. Cobra Kai. Yeah. And Christian is bad. He is evil. But Allie, yeah, I think. Make us a TikTok. Oh, a Cobra Kai. Oh, a Cobra Kai TikTok. Okay, I'll make one. I'll make one when I when I finish this other one I'm working on. <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk about Brian Danielson. We had this conversation last week. Leah convinced us pretty much that Miro was going to win. Uh, I said I didn't want to watch Brian Danielson lose, but that the the math added up for me as to mm-hmm. why he would. Mm-hmm. He won. Brian Danielson yeah. won. Yeah. It sh- it was so shocking to me that I like really didn't process it as it was happening. I was like, mm-hmm. was that the end of the match? Am I watching the <laughs> end of the match right now? I was shocked, Crazy. and this is this is the one that I was saying led into the Young Bucks match and made, caused me to completely miss the Young Bucks entrance. <laughs> like look up three minutes into the match and being like, pink. But I was I was absolutely shaken. I did not. I did. Uh, this is the one. Like, I think this was something I was as sure of as I was like Hangman and Kenny. So you know, fool, more fool me. But oh my god, I can see how it made you think. Well, if Brian Danielson's going forward, yeah. then maybe like Hangman won't yeah. be the champ for sure. Yeah, it was really. Um, we, like I'm okay with the direction they're going, but it was very like, why didn't you let Orange Cassidy go forward to fight Brian Danielson? If like, why bring Miro in at all? Right. Well, I think uh, I, I don't like that it was Miro, and I've been saying that this whole time. Uh, and I think this was, yeah, I think that was really weird. I think that my guess is that Tony is just like I am already. <laughs> I know it's crazy. But he's like I've already got Orange Cassidy in his HFO feud, <laughs> and I'm about to set up this. Like I'm trying to get this match with Ishii. Um, like I'm oh, not trying right. to put him into something else where then he's like zigzagging between different like plot lines, basically. Yeah. Which I think is fine, honestly. Like I'm not. I think that he's clearly going to fight Ryan Danielson eventually. So I'm not like mad but I don't understand why it was Miro and I'm pretty confused about what's going to be going on with Brian Danielson now 
Yeah, it really seemed like on Dynamite this week that it's like, oh, like halfway through his heel turn, I was like, oh, wait, this is like a real. I was like, ha ha, Brian Danielson's being kind of mean to Hangman. Then I was like, oh, I think he's like turning heel right yeah, now. Right. Like, huh, it's, did not it's, see that coming. It's interesting because I feel like a lot of these men are like it kind of in a tweener space right now where mm-hmm. it's like depending. It really feels like it's depending on who they're up against that you're like, I'm supposed to feel better or worse right. about you. Right. Um, but this was like, f- it felt fairly intense. Mm-hmm. Although it also would be really funny to me if Brian Danielson just like, couldn't really modulate. Like he's just like, <laughs> well, I'm either mean or I'm not. And that's pretty, <laughs> those are pretty much the modes that I have. The modes. I, I was pretty, actually pretty impressed with, cause I thought he, I mean, obviously he's been wrestling and he's really good. And so he, he knows the moves, but it was like, he was very effectively, like I wanted to boo him real bad when he was saying yeah. that to Hangman and he was getting booed real hard by the crowd. It was like, he yeah, was. you can like make him turn on you. Like, good job. And this was, I mean, it's like, if he's turning heel, I guess this is the time and moment to do it because this was uh, Ma- uh, Dynamite after full gear in Virginia, Hangman's home right. state. The, they had really showed up with the signs. I mean, yeah. like they were very on board with hometown hero hangman so yeah i mean i guess it's the time to capitalize and make everybody boo you for sure i was very proud of our two homegrown aew hangman and eddie both managing to get cheered over cm punk and brian danielson who were getting booed (laughs) i was like you guys are you're doing good good job good job boys yeah they are doing yeah they are our good boys right (laughs) um (laughs) i I but I did not s- see it coming that they turned Brian Danielson heel before CM Punk. Like that seems no. And then I'm like, are all like all the new guys are heels, which is very funny. Although <laughs> actually, maybe makes sense because I think maybe they need. It. Well, no, they have a lot of heels. I'm just talking to myself. Uh, I I do want to ask, did I make up that at one point it seemed like Brian Danielson was like aligning himself with Jurassic Express, but then they just kind of stopped that. That definitely no. happened. Yeah, right that definitely happened. Yeah, because like he was facing down Adam Cole and them, right? Yeah. Like, right when they both got introduced like mm-hmm. yeah he was with yeah that's JD so interesting it's really interesting to me the idea of like brian danielson turning heel because i'm like he is someone who feels like he sh- he shouldn't be like a heel or a face really mm-hmm. like it makes sense to keep him in the middle for a long time and have him do his like serious hard working like i'm here to fight the best guys and <laughs> do the best and like n- just not bring him down right. strongly on one side for a while I think he almost should be what Cody wants to be like that. (laughs) Yeah. Like I'm doing the right thing, whether that's the face thing or the heel thing. I don't give a shit, but I'm doing the right thing, you know, sort of. Yeah, I absolutely agree that. Yeah, that it's like that's what Cody wants to be. But Cody can't because he's jingoistic (laughs) and um, Brian Danielson could because he's just a vegan. Uh, <laughs> Brian Danielson isn't bringing any weird idea. Well, I guess vegan is a little. It's not a weird idea. It's normal now. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> no weird feelings. when he was young. I guess. <laughs> right. Um, it, let's get into the Eddie Punk stuff. So this was this was I called this our second strike of full gear. I thought we did okay with our reasoning across the board, but we did not predict everything correctly. Uh, Eddie did lose to Punk but not before putting up a very hard and sexy and psycho violent fight. <laughs> I do uh, think in our predictions, we all said we wanted Eddie to win. I don't know that we said we thought he necessarily would win. <laughs> I said that I had been getting 
towards that because of the timing of that article where I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, at yeah. the very least, you like really want me to be on his side, which again, yeah, I, I, but I, I agree. I wasn't full, really strongly like it's gotta be Eddie, but I really <laughs> wanted it to be. Eddie. Yeah, yeah. Right. Desperate, um, right. And then at the end of the fight, punk extended the hand of masculine respect uh, <laughs> and Eddie as always a shoot it and uh, barged <laughs> off. So what did you guys think of the fight? It was, it was good. Fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember very much fine. about like okay. the moves. I mean, yeah, it was good, but I didn't. I wasn't like blown away by the rest. It was very anything. aggro. Yeah, yeah. yeah Eddie certainly motion. came out of the gate furious. Yeah, which yeah. is always fun. That's fun. They did a lot of close punching. There was a lot of blood. Um, I think at one point I thought that Punk was like bleeding a little, and then he like turned, and I was like, "Oh, a lot, actually." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had a full crimson mask. Uh, does one of you want to explain this thing that each of your wrestling experts pointed out? <laughs> um, so Sarah was saying that CM Punk started. I and I'm going to do such a bad job of telephoning this Perfect. piece. There, there was a sequence of moves. And he mm-hmm. started the sequence enough that everybody recognized it, but he didn't oh, finish it. John Cena's and it's John yeah. Cena's and who is his huge, huge rival in WWE. Okay. And okay. John John Cena was like the the authority man, like Vince's man, like the biggest oh, baby the bu- face. The butthole like, guy. Yeah, right. <laughs> the butthole right, yeah. right. And so <laughs> and so that was his biggest rival. And so like ah. it's interesting that he's like, I am the John Cena of oh, aew now okay yeah. yeah and also like so my brother also mentioned this and when we were like talking with my sister my sister-in-law does not care about wrestling but has been an accompanied woman like dragged to many wrestling events so anyway <laughs> at one point like the three of us were talking about like what's your favorite wrestling chant and my sister-in-law's was um john cena sucks which apparently was a frequent enough chant to be <laughs> like uh, just a standard chant that happens at all wrestling events but um my brother was saying that john cena was one where it was like they refused to ever like he was always a face even though like everyone hated him and booed him and chanted john cena sucks all the time but they like vince refused to ever turn him heel um, which so is real interesting in a cm punk uh context also yeah it's so it's weird to me when we got into wrestling one of the first people that like i think some of us in our friends group were like oh i've heard of him was roman reigns and mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. so my first impression of like not knowing anything i was like oh i do kind of recognize that name like roman reigns is like really famous people are really into him and it took me a while to like understand like the complexity of not that it's that complicated but then in wrestling <laughs> right, no, like but- people have an identity that is good or bad and then like it kind of matters how the crowd is reacting to that identity whether they agree or disagree and it's still just so I don't really have my head around like just the the idea that there are these like really big stars in at places like WWE and now Cody honestly where (laughs) it's like they're the crowd is supposed to respond to them in a certain way won't and yet they simply continue to be like but i am a good guy and actually (laughs) the more you booby the stronger i get i know it's really interesting and i hope i didn't i could easily have butchered some of that john cena stuff i'll just say as a disclaimer because like (laughs) lord knows what my telephone game is like but oh well we can't oh well we don't want to say anything wrong about john cena that would be the (laughs) that would be the last straw (laughs) on this podcast we'll just 
start issuing notes app corrections yeah. on our Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to start next week being like, we'd like to issue an apology to John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> we are sorry that he, we said he sucks. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I think it's so interesting this stuff though with like the move illusions because it's like a visual language that I just don't have access to as like barely knowing anything about wrestling yeah. and not because there were apparently a lot of like Eddie Guerrero uh, move illusions in this yeah. show too like at one point my brother gave kind of a, like a horrified little gasp at FTR because they were doing kind of like a like a mocking move of Eddie Guerrero's oh. and the crowd like lost their minds and I was like oh I would not have known that so was it when they were doing those dances yes I think so yeah, I, so, I, I Eddie Guerrero yeah. had like died on this day in Minneapolis, so um, yeah, there were a l- that actually it actually was quite confused. I mean, I I had seen on Twitter like I knew that that was going on, so it wasn't like that confusing. But I was still like fairly early on at full gear when nothing was happening yet people started chanting eddie and i was like that seems crazy <laughs> like i don't think y'all are like rooting for eddie kingston that much and then i was like okay i'm cat I'm ca- mentally i'm catching up to what's going on uh what do oh oh sorry i scrolled to the wrong place um okay so punk one um it, Eddie did do a promo this week uh, where he ended up like getting interrupted by Daniel Garcia. I actually don't remember why Daniel Garcia in 2.0 and he got into a a little, um, you know, a little situation. (laughs) Daniel Garcia. (laughs) So it seems like maybe we're going down a road of like a little feud there. What do you guys think about the overall like shape of Eddie's, arcs or like what is going on with him i'm pretty confused i listen they're they they've won a lot of goodwill right now and like i understand that things are very very complicated and that whatever plans like tony Tony khan has had for eddie probably got fucked up by Mm. yeah you know all the best john moxley and his family (laughs) Um, (laughs) but like so eddie fought nero in a very 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 like intense feud they fought one time and he lost then Mm -hmm. he fought brian danielson in a very 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 intense way they fought one time and he lost (laughs) yeah now he fought cm punk in a very very intense way (laughs) he lost and he's done like and yeah. so I'm like and yeah. now they're moving on to a new feud. It's right. very so, like, what are we doing here? Right. Like, is Eddie just a jobber now? Right. Like, <laughs> okay. Well, you need to calm down, sister. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly not a jobber, but it is weird that because he has so much intensity, you'd think they just like let it run for like a little bit. Like best friends in the Hardy family office have been locked in a feud for ten years and like Eddie gets one match each with these guys. Like well, yeah, right. I think there I mean, I think there is also an element where it's like the energy levels of eddie kingston are such that it's like i feel like getting a little feud with him that's like super surging your battery you know what i mean like if <laughs> just cm punk needed a little boost <laughs> yeah i know it's yeah cm punk and, Brand- and brian danielson brandon danielson uh but you know what i mean where i'm just like you're getting something out of it like you're getting a propulsive thing that is enjoyable to watch and like if Eddie doesn't, if Eddie isn't like, I want to dig into something, then it makes sense that maybe he'd just be like, yeah, put me in coach. Yeah. Uh, I did. I, I feel like I haven't thought that much about like about it, but yeah, it, it actually does really make sense to me that the mock stuff threw things off and that 
He's just putting that in time potentially a jobber while he waits for his husband to come back from yeah. the war. <laughs> Who hasn't been there? Yeah. Dear jobber. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I'm interested to see. I, it's like he clearly is really valued by the company. So it's like I don't have like a big fear of like you're going to abandon Eddie. Right. I think I'm more interested yeah. in I'm like, Eddie, what do you want to do? Like what? Yeah do you want to have a long like two and a half year like arc where you come into your own at AEW like hangman did which i i'm i would love to see it i would i yeah. i don't i don't need an immediate payoff on like the stuff that's been set up for us but i am like i don't really have a clear idea of like what the long game is which yeah. i guess sometimes that's life so <laughs> yeah and like right now it feels like they're maybe not really working on a long game which maybe they are like prove us wrong please yeah AEW. prove us wrong but... tk mm-hmm. um okay let's talk about mjf and darby uh this was the first match of the night at full gear i thought that this was a really good first match in terms of like getting the crowd yeah. into it especially because mm-hmm. at first i was like you guys are doing a much different weirder match than i would have expected <laughs> but it was yeah. so fun that just yeah, like right. It felt to me like both of them walked into this match being like, Brian Danielson, who? Fuck you. (laughs) We we are the pillars and we'll show you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they both felt like they were like 100% proving something and they proved it. It was amazing. They did. Well, it's because it like it had everything. I thought that actually a lot of the matches at Full Gear were like a little funnier than the people doing them usually are. They had more comedic elements, which I liked, Mm -hmm. but this was a great example of it's like, they can do everything in one match. All of those like matching moves they were doing. Mm -hmm. uh, I was like, it's funny. It's impressive. Athletically, you guys look really good. And then you get up in each other's faces and the emotion is like so real and raw and not funny. It's, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, you're at the buffet. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. They've done it such a good job with this whole feud and it was so nice to have like such a good match cap it off. And I was like looking at some reviews and stuff and it like was getting great reviews too. I felt very proud of our little boys. <laughs> it's <laughs> interesting because I was thinking a little bit and actually I didn't look at any like match data to try and figure this out. But I was just thinking about like having these younger guys that they've trained up like who have done a lot like really come into their own at AEW. I was like how much are they actually fighting each other versus like fighting older guys and like we're getting we're working towards a point where it's like you know like mjf and darby could have a fucking 15 year rivalry at AEW, where like the matches that they have in 10 years you know i don't know what's gonna be going on with darby's body but (laughs) (laughs) he's just in full traction in hospital i know but it just feels like those could be like matches they have later could be like some of the best of their career and that we're just watching like the little beginning yeah yeah that is pretty exciting which is such an exciting feeling yeah yeah and i'm trying to think i can't remember those four the four pillars really fighting each other too much the four twinks of the apocalypse uh mjf and in jungle boy did because Uh, and then obviously mjf and sammy did Oh, because right, the inners. I'm like, obvious. there's nothing obvious about it. It's true. Actually, I don't think it's still not obvious because I don't really. remember it. But yeah. Well, MJF was kind of always facing down Chris Jericho. Yeah, right, right, right. But yes, right. you are correct. That's right. Did uh, did either of you guys get any insight from your from your watching partners about Darby's blue face paint, which I was quite interested no. in? No, they no. didn't say I, anything. It looked it good. It just looked cool. 
Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I like when he puts on his fancy face paint for special events. Uh, in the <laughs> in the opposite direction, what was going on with M- the size of MJF's panties? Like, I don't like a wedgie. <laughs> there was there was like it was like bunchy and like there was like a little bit of extra fabric in the butt cheeks, but not enough fabric on the the hips. And it was like I understand exactly what his testicles look like. Now. <laughs> like okay. I didn't I didn't need to hear that. Uh, I don't want to hear words like testicles. On this. this is a female centric space. <laughs> Of all the things we say in this podcast, that's I know, a hard I can't believe no. I just got canceled for that. If you said, like, nuts or balls, that would be fine. But testicles is a step too far for me. Scrotum? Uh, he d- Leah, like, okay, you know what? We'll talk about this after the podcast. Uh, I felt like as I was watching him, I was like, I understand the problem you're having where you put on a pair of underwear and they seem like they're the right size, but then it's a fabric that stretches a little. So by noon, you're like, my underwear is too big. <laughs> but you should have tried. You should have worn them around the house a little. Yeah, he should have. Just- <laughs> I mean, he was doing a good job at picking those wedgies without actually flashing us. <laughs> It's got to be a real skill. I mean, you know, they're yeah. always in wedgy situations here. Yeah, my um, my parents really were having a hard time telling who was the good guy and the bad guy in a lot of these. So they were like, oh, the bad guy's the one in black, right? And my brother had to be like, no, no, the one in lavender, which is a very <laughs> funny color to say. Um, and then we had to explain that the mad, the mad goth is the nice one. <laughs> and he's very, very nice, and we love him. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, this week on Dynamite, uh, oh, MJF won. MJF won and Darby lost, yeah. which isn't what I thought would happen. But then when I thought about it as it was happening, I was like, oh, this is right. I don't know why. Cheating, I don't know why. Know, I just so. kind of love Darby, so I wanted him to win. But, like, <laughs> this is right. He won by cheating. And he won by cheating, which he was able to do because Darby refused, refused to, to not be a good guy and not stick to the rules. My beautiful boy. boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Sting has really taught him well. Yeah, um, that father no- lover is the best, the iconic father lover of all. He he is. He's do. the OG. And mm-hmm. I forgot that he came out during that match and uh, batted um, the accountability oh, yeah. buddies um, right. and sexually chaired Sean Spears, who <laughs> went backstage and jerked off. <laughs> I don't think it's appropriate that they give him what he want- sexually wants on TV, but... I don't run the company. Oh, why know. should why should he be the only one denied? Everyone else because can jerk off on TV. Because he's hideous. Because he's hideous. He's not hideous. <laughs> That's so mean. He's a cute boy. You sound genuinely so hurt. I like. I was really you insulted her that, own husband. I know. So. I really was hoping that this past Wednesday, when he was like sitting on his chair eating a snack, that you guys were going to be like, guys, I see the light. <laughs> you thought like. Did you think that it was going to make me like his personality more, which I do now, or that it was going to make me attracted to him? <laughs> you love snacking men. We love Allie. snacking boys. <laughs> well, I love one snacking boy. <laughs> I don't have room in my heart for two. I don't have enough snacks. I can't Such sustain them. Such a great point. Oh, and MJF in a promo also said that Darby loves hardly anything in this world, but that's why he had to attack Sting to so break Darby mentally, which was very sweet. 
But Darby did a promo uh, this week and said, I have not been broken mentally. But then immediately the gun club slash ass boys showed up to be like, you're going to, you got to fight. It was Billy Gunn being like, you're going to fight me, Darby. And Darby just looks at the camera. It was like a full, like the office arrested development vibe where he's just like, fuck it. Uh, yeah. Okay. He was like, just like, fight Billy this- Gunn, I guess. <laughs> This might as well happen. <laughs> Mentally, yeah. he's at least been like beaten down. He yeah. looked very zoned out in that promo. Like even before they came out, he looked very like yeah, yeah. just a little it demoralized. Just, and the the uh, the comparison of the fact that like right before that was MJF and CM Punk, and then it was yeah. like oh yeah, so so MJF's next feud is CM Punk. Darby's next feud is the Ass Boys. <laughs> that is demoralizing. Yeah. But in fairness, Darby has absolutely punished his body much more than mjf mm-hmm. over the course mjf over the course of the past two months so he maybe needs the break with billy gunn <laughs> you know yeah have a little have some fun times with billy gunn his silly songs. yeah give us a little when darby is about to do some comedy for me maybe <laughs> i don't know i guess yeah. that actually billy gunn isn't a comedy wrestler but in my mind he certainly <laughs> is i think he sort of is but he's also, i think you i think we might actually like it because Billy Gunn is so large that mm. it is going to be like Goliath picking up. That's like, true. Damon. He'll be you able to I mean? throw Darby all over that ring. That's you really true. get some, no really get some air that. under him when he throws him. Yeah. Yeah. And the stuff with MJF too, like I just felt like he was bringing like a ton of energy to his promos. Like Leah said in our group chat that this whole episode of Dynamite this week had like a big season premiere energy and it really did. Yeah. Like. Yeah. It was crazy. Everybody's just like ready to get into some new stuff, which felt exciting. Mm-hmm. I know. It was a great episode, honestly. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about um, quickly about uh, Ty Conti and Britt at Full Gear. Uh, how did you guys feel about that one? It was pretty good. I thought that they did a good job. Uh, like the moves looked pretty cool. It was kind of late in the night. It, I, don't, I mean, you can tell us because you were yeah. there, but it felt like the crowds had kind of flagged. I think they left it too late uh, because, like, it's a little demoralized. I think we said this last time we went to a show, but it's, like, a little demoralizing to be in a wrestling crowd when the women's matches are on sometimes. Like, obviously, like, people can get really worked up, but it's harder for them to get there. And actually, I think, like, I was thinking about it, and I was like, there's a thing at wrestling matches where it's, like, you need one person to start shouting and making a big deal, and then, like, other people will chime in. And I think that, like it is that people are not as likely to start the chance and it's not even that like they don't want to join in that you know what mm-hmm. I mean like where yeah. I'm like like basically like men are not as likely to start a chant for a woman <laughs> right. and women are less likely to start chants in general which maybe right. is sexist right. but I think it's right no right. well um, it's harder for women's voices to be heard honestly like yeah when we were there at um whatever all out <laughs> blanked yeah. on the name but like the guys next to us could really get their voices to carry you know and it's just yeah. like much harder with higher voices in a big space like that and as we know there's hardly any women there so there's almost no continues. we didn't see any other unaccompanied women i counted not wow. a single other unaccompanied wow. women which i was like <laughs> yeah. that's really rough and knowing uh, that like my sister-in-law would have been like a woman at these matches being like i'm here to support you dear you know like not yeah. there uh, excited yeah yeah um yeah so it's like I thought it was good I I didn't think it was like either of their like best Mm -hmm. matches and the energy was kind of low and there was this guy sitting in front of us who like honestly was so horrible and said the most he was saying disgusting stuff all night about all kinds of things but it's like (laughs) when you're like 
like it's obviously it's one thing to be like sometimes people are probably rude at wrestling matches I get that uh and then but then it's like another to have a guy sitting in front of you like yelling blowjob jokes about Britt Baker when you're like wow this fucking sucks like all I can think about is that I want to tell you to shut the fuck up but I am not going to do that because I have to be here (laughs) for the rest of the night and I'm not a man Right. So it's a little yeah. not to bring the vibe down, but it was I didn't love that personally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it made it a little hard to kind of get into the match. Yeah. Yeah. But well, and I think like they've done like an okay job with Brit and Ty Conti of having, you know, like sort of a feud building up and stuff, but it always does feel like the women's storylines are just underdeveloped in comparison to a lot of the men's storylines, which is Yeah. Especially this one didn't feel to didn't to me have a huge psychological component. Like yeah. n- with not and not is a mean thing where it's like I love that they're sending funny tweets about each other's butts. I'm not <laughs> complaining about it. Please discuss each other's butts, ladies. <laughs> um but it is just like, well there's not a lot for me to like dig into and like you know sit there furiously thinking about the interpersonal dynamics mm, like yeah, exactly it's just butt stuff yeah right. so. i feel like i hadn't heard ty conti actually talk that much before the last couple of weeks because it's like oh she has a much stronger like brazilian accent than i anticipated although i should not have been surprised i think i remember having that experience at one point but i, I think it was in an earlier feud um <laughs> Good job. Yeah. <laughs> I well no, I'm but of course I don't remember the feud and I don't also don't think I've seen her talk that much. <laughs> um oh my god. Okay, you guys want to talk about best friends? Let's talk about best friends. Let's talk about best friends and then uh we can okay, we'll get into it. So OC fat fat OC fought Matt Hardy at Rampage uh, mm-hmm. in a lumberjack match that it seemed like they'd like put up a memo about, but none of the faces saw it. So there's <laughs> no, no, they put it on the bulletin board, but like none of the cool guys checked the board. So yeah, uh, that was crazy. It was nothing but heels. It was yeah. nothing but heels. And then Matt Hardy bribed all the heels at the start. And so it was just like OC gets beaten up by everyone which he loves it is his Mm -hmm. favorite thing so i guess it's like maybe we shouldn't deny him the pleasure (laughs) of having seven men beat him up at the same time yeah but then did all the heels outside the ring also like hit all of his friends right off the bat too for the money because i I feel like they just all beat each other they all they all hit people immediately they hit each other does this yeah. answer your question they all hit each other and <laughs> i just feel like chuck and chris and yuda got like knocked out they got yeah the, i think they did a little like you know coordinated attack where they're like yeah. we're getting your friends out of the way then you're getting beaten up then at the end they all got yeah, brass back. knuckled if i have to see those fucking brass knuckles again i know i mean at least save them for special occasions or something uh and then tony came out this is the main event of rampage so tony came out afterwards uh and was like maybe you should bring someone from chaos next time which was really funny did you guys see this Mm-mm. no no okay so he came out and he was like maybe you guys should bring someone from chaos next time but then clearly immediately he was like oh no they're gonna start the wrong rumor and he was like <laughs> maybe not the person you think <laughs> Not Okada. <laughs> Go free Okada. I <laughs> Which I did really love. But um, then uh, on Dynamite this week, uh, 
Osi and Ishii from Chaos uh, fought the Butcher and the Blade, and I thought that match was good. I actually liked that. Yeah, but I, I don't like that the feud is continuing. I know. No, and Osi said in, in a um, promo this week, he was like, "This has been going on forever. This has to." It was end before it. the Rampage match, I so know. it. But it actually made me when he said that. I was like, "Now I'm actually I'm worried almost." Yeah, we're locked and I was right. Forever. And I was right to yeah. worry. Yep, it's just infuriating. I I don't know if this is helpful or not, but Sarah has a theory that Okada is coming, and mm-hmm. Okada is going to team with best friends in OC but he needs like New Japan is not going to want him to send him and let him lose and so they oh. need to him to fight oh. somebody that's a big enough name but oh, can lose and Brian Danielson's not going to lose you know CM Punk's not going to lose so Matt Hardy can lose Matt so, Hardy is but should. I guess it's like I do know that he is like a big name and he's been around for a long time but I'm like that's just horrible Matt Hardy it's meaningless <laughs> to be <him. laughs> It's like an old man. What on earth? I know. Uh, well, that I love that theory, and that also would make sense to me in terms of Tony being like, I need to keep OC in my yeah. Okada yeah. storyline because I've really got something cooking there. I can't be having him go off and do other stuff. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't make sense to me to have them drag out this feud just like waiting for Trent to come back because that's just like so far in the future. It's like you can't do it for a year. That would be insane. Yeah, which I haven't like. Right? I think I I, <laughs> I think I haven't <laughs> thought that they were gonna drag this out for a year, but it it was kind of like, are they just l- like letting them run long sub programs instead of purposeful? Yeah, I mean, it know. feels like they don't know what they're doing with them right now. It's like Orange Cassidy is like really popular. Like, why is this all that's happening? You know what I mean? I guess like, he's always fighting though, and so and I, I guess, think I mean yeah. what you said earlier is really right, and I've just been thinking about it since you said it that OC is never going to be the driver of a feud, and so you have to pair him with somebody who can drive their own feud, yeah. which actually is not that common. Yeah, and it's I think the other thing is it's like they don't have. Like, obviously, like, Chuck and Yuta are tagging, but they're not, like, a central tag team. Mm-hmm. So they're a little bit of a mismatchy bunch right now yeah, where it's, like, right. they've got singles wrestlers. They've got a woman singles wrestler. They've got, like, a tag team who, like, who doesn't have his tag team partner. Like, they just got a lot of stuff going on. And it's, like, it makes sense to me that they're, like, the Hardy family office has a lot of people that we can play with. <laughs> so we'll just keep using them because it's a lot of different people. But to us, it doesn't feel like that because there's not any new, like, emotional component basically yeah, where we're like right. well it's the same story that you're not really telling me like if they yeah. had individual relationships with like private party who actually never wrestle with private party um or and even like the butcher H- and the blade were like th2 more or yeah like right but i guess that's what i'm saying is that it's yeah. like if you're you're only going to get the sense of the relationship if they're doing promos that are like this is my specific beef that i have yeah. right like right. then it wouldn't feel so flat and like one long thing that's been going on for a million years yeah. right. and probably because the hardy family office like the whole deal is like matt hardy hired all these people so it's like they don't have an emotional beef you know like they're here for the money so but they like still that. should 
They because, should, for sure. I mean, I know, I know you know that, but that's the, I must say out into the void that it's like <laughs> people still, if people are getting paid to do bad things, there's still a psychological component to what they're doing that should play into like the way that they're fighting for people. Sure. I still get mad at people at work, even though I'm being paid to be there. You know? Oh, exactly. I almost <laughs> nothing but really. <laughs> so, and it's like, I guess that's the other thing where it's like, there hasn't been a progression inside the Hardy family office, even though for yeah. like a year, it's been like, this place has got to be about to blow. Like, right. yeah. Like, yeah, give us some Team Taz dynamics. Like, who's thinking this is a bad idea? Exactly. Yeah. Team Taz is the perfect thing to point out because it's like, they somehow, it's like they've, and like, they have had drama with like Brian Cage leaving, but it's the same people who've been in a faction for quite a while now. And it's always interesting to see them because they just are like giving off strong like vibes of like, yeah. we're interacting with each other and other people in certain specific ways. Right. 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 Exactly. Right. <sighs> okay. I think we're like, we are at an hour. Do we want <laughs> to talk about Dante Martin is the thing that I would add in, or do we want to end it and save him for next week? I think we should be allowed to go late on pay-per-view. And we can go late. Yeah. Mommy so will let us content. go late on pay-per-view. <laughs> only, only on pay-per-view podcast, please. Yeah. <laughs> only on pay-per-view. Well, we go late every week, but... <laughs> We'll go super late a, a bonus for, 10 minutes, yeah. for pay-per-view. So um, Dante is the belle of the ball. He is <laughs> the, the top girl. Um, everybody everybody wants him. I don't, everyone wants to be with him. At yeah. current uh, count, there are four men that are trying to get Dante in Okay, name corner. the men. Name the men. So Leo currently has him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Matt Seidel lost him. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Max Caster and Anthony fiance. Bowens tried to get him. And yeah. now Team Dat Taz wants him. You know, mm-hmm. Matt Seidel is like um, in the Regency romance novel mm-hmm. is like the slightly older, not a bad guy, um, mm-hmm. guy who is like the parents engage the girl to him. There's a mm-hmm. Georgette Heyer novel that I can't remember that I'm thinking of specifically where this is the plot. And she's like, that's not cool. Cause my parents wanted me to do it. So he ends up like she, and then a lot of other younger guys want to date her. That's all the other guys you uh-huh. named. But eventually uh-huh. at the end, she realizes, actually, I like the older guy, Matt, <laughs> Matt Seidel. So Dante, maybe we'll get back with Matt Seidel. And I feel like that's where that's going. It's gotta, it's gotta end with Dante going for Matt's, going back to Matt Seidel it has to it'd be I'm so, so good confused. if Matt Seidel had like a little more personality yeah I know well, like woo him his all his yeah. friends are really going like yeah, they're telling right. him like you're hot shit you're so beautiful everybody yeah. wants to dance with you Matt <laughs> learn how to say something sweet yeah. It's the one where he gets the measles and it's not cool. Do you know what I'm talking about, Leah? I do. I do. And not enough to add more than what you've said, but I yeah. do know what you're talking about. I think it's the, I think it's the subplot in Bath Tangle. I'll, mm. Le- Leah will tweet to confirm this. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> we'll do. Okay. Um, yeah. So he has all these guys trying to get with him. I know the last time we discussed this, I confidently was like, of course he's supposed to look like he's being sex trafficked but now I'm really confused about what they're doing with Leo Rush because when Leo Rush did his NFT promo or like you know what I mean his stock promo only a heel could make that promo I need to be so clear only a heel could make it and he was immediately coming out with heel vibes railroading Dante like 
it was so clear. Now I don't understand if they're face turning him. I think that they're, <laughs> I think that they're being forced to because people are popping for Leo Rush mm-hmm. and they're like, oh shit. We, so that, I think that's why they brought out the acclaimed and Taz because I think that they had planned to have a tighter thing that was just Leo Rush versus Matt Seidel. But then everyone's like, I fucking love Leo Rush. And they're like, oh, jeez. <laughs> Yeah. And Leo Rush is, I actually really am loving his wrestling. I, I think know. he's cool. Yeah. I think this has been a fairly confusing introdu- introduction <laughs> for yeah. us because it's like really like, I thought they came out so strong. It was a good character yeah. beat yeah. that I was like so ready to be like, oh, this is a fun heel like Team Taz that I love to boo at. And right. now they're, it's like just the way they're turning it around. I'm like, I'm really attached to sex traffic Dante Martin <laughs> it is like Dante has gotten like Stockholm syndrome with his abductor who now like loves him back kind of yeah right <laughs> right that's oh correct instead of instead of uh Dante <laughs> helping to rob the banks the bank robber is now being like maybe we should volunteer at an animal shelter yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> and, and Dante is like and I was right the whole time to be with the bank robber and it's like well <laughs> Actually, and we're all gonna just forget he ever robbed any banks. That's really not part of. The <laughs> I don't even anymore. know what a bank is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I think that's been a little confusing. I um, know this. I would yeah. not say that this feud has been like carried out well, but it's psychotic how into it I am. Like yeah. every time I see that Dante is like wrestling, I'm like, oh, what are they gonna do to oh, yeah. him next? <laughs> yeah, oh, well, well, it's such a dynamic with all these guys coming at him, like trying to abduct him from now his new. <laughs> love leo rush like <laughs> and and the emotions are very clear with all of them i think which is really what you know makes something land for me yeah i mean it's like uh, yeah i like that they're all just like this kid is really good at what he does yeah. so let's get him on our team like it that works and i think it's like all his matches have been so good he yeah. looks so cool mm-hmm. again like i can't describe anything he does but i know that i love watching it <laughs> i, I always love like, looking up to see him like flying 20 feet through the air like off the ropes and then just like landed on his feet like <laughs> that daring young man on the flying trapeze <laughs> uh it, it's i loved that match that was leo rush and dante martin versus the acclaimed on dynamite yeah. this week because it's like actually like max caster and anthony bowen's I was about to say this confidently and now I'm like, I don't really know, but they are. Cause they do like stuff. They do like jumps off the ropes and they make them look really good, but also mm-hmm. they're just like really big guys yeah. and they like muscle around in the yeah. ring yeah. in a way that is extremely satisfying to mm-hmm. watch and yeah. like to watch against two like little live jumpers like mm-hmm. Leo Rush yeah. and Dante Martin. I thought it was great. I feel like it's easy to forget like that Max Caster is actually really tall. Yeah. They're really big guys and did it was a real see- fun combination. Did you see that? This is so off topic, but did you see that um, Max Caster Instagram story the other day where he took a picture of himself like from crotch level up? And it's like, I took a screenshot. I'll send it to you. His chest looks like I'm just like, you're a fucking D cup right now. And it's actually like, I think you could get banned from Instagram for what you just posted. Honestly, like when we saw him wandering around the hotel at All Out, like I feel like he was one of just the hottest ones. Like him and Miro, I kept seeing and being like, oh God. I mean, (laughs) he's a hot man. He came out and called Dante a slutty virgin on TNT. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. In the same rap. That's beautiful. Once again, saying the things that you're not supposed to say. (laughs) He's not afraid to say them, Leah. He's not afraid. (laughs) He was like, why don't you get a little uh, bass in your voice? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I 
am really curious like how much he does like vet these ahead of time with people and how much he just like goes for it and if you're a wrestler you just have to have thick skin you know I don't know I wonder if it's I also wonder if it's like you're supposed to come to him and tell him what he can't say. <laughs> right. And then you he's tell like, him everything else is fair game. Ahead of time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a really normal coworker situation. It's probably oh, interesting to be backstage there. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just loving it. I, I, they're confusing me, but I'm enjoying myself. And there's a yeah. lesson there, perhaps, yeah. Tony. Yeah. That when a baby boy has those big, big eyes and he just look <laughs> at you like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I say, I know you don't. I know no. because nothing you do makes sense. But you're my you're my sweet boy. And nothing it, will change that. It's giving them such an opportunity. Like Team Taz is being really funny and fun mm-hmm. and like delightfully overbearing. And same with the acclaimed. It's just like everybody's coming out to full advantage in this whole thing. Yeah, it's great. Uh, is there, oh my God, I for, literally forgot about these other matches that, should we just briefly touch on the only salient points that we have out of these? Oh, sure. Yeah. Do you, want, do you want Nobody to? Nobody can stop us. Yeah, no one can. <laughs> you can't, tur- well, you can turn us off. You know what? You can turn us off. It's okay. <laughs> you know if mind. you don't want to hear about the boring matches, you could stop now. <laughs> yeah, you can stop. Uh, FTR Lucha Brothers. Thoughts? Yeah, it was it was fine. My brother, it turns out, likes FTR. I was like, but they're so, so boring. Gross. And he was like, yeah, but that's what's good about them because they make <laughs> other people look good, but they look boring themselves. And I was like, oh, oh that's like when you when you say I don't like oatmeal. That's the same yeah. explanation you get from someone about why. No, actually, oatmeal is a great base for other flavors. <laughs> right. Yeah, basically. basically. Oatmeal carries blueberries to your mouth. <laughs> and this okay. was another one where my dad thought that the lucha brothers are the bad guys because their masks are scary looking i really love i mean um, it makes sense it does i love yeah. Penta's new mask i thought it was great i'm I glad he's done with being the joker yeah, yeah. I, oh th- that's right i think i don't like I, i'm really focused on ray phoenix a lot of the time when uh he and penta are both there so i don't notice penta's mask that much <laughs> <laughs> Which I, I only realized when one of you was like, I like the mask. And I was like, I don't remember it. <laughs> uh, the Cody, Pack, Malachi, Black, Andrade. A lot of rhymes in there. Uh, match. I know. I think both of you said, I didn't really watch this. So, yeah. <laughs> I literally right. didn't watch it at all. We had to fast forward to, we started late. So oh, The only thing that I'm going to flag is that the subplot of the whole match that started immediately and they were like coming on really strong with it was that Cody like tagged himself in immediately, which Pac was mad about and they were having like a little beef and then, and Cody got booed a ton when he came out. I mean, everybody was booing Cody like it was going out of business. Love it. And, um, because now it's like it's an infection thing where the, yeah, people are like, yeah. we know we're supposed to boot Cody. So I'm right. like, you can't come back from that. <laughs> no. Um, but then at a certain point in the middle of the match, Cody, I don't know what had happened. He'd gotten hit or something. And he was just like clonking around on the side of the <laughs> ring, just like looking at the crowd and like having a nap or something. And Pat came over to try and get the tag and Cody wasn't there. So Pat got beat up some more. And then eventually Cody like wandered back and came in. But there's, they set up a lot of like tension between Cody and Pack, mm-hmm. which was interesting. I, again, I'm like, if I don't see a promo about it soon, then I don't know what you want me to do with it because right. the Young Bucks right. would have showed me a promo right away. <laughs> I would have seen like, a promo on Dynamite this week. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. If not, f- 
five minutes after their match then definitely on dynamite you know the yeah. young bucks would have been like the thing you were supposed to get from that match <laughs> but the in bucks a fun, know their in a fun way where yeah, it's like yeah, they yeah. would have gotten him backstage and been like you know if i i, I if i need your help you have to be yeah. there for me whatever i mean yeah. it would be like that, have a little but. fight backstage exactly yeah. come on you're telling anyway, me a story so. tell me a story guys cody you should know better all these guys oh, I go better. to bed you promised me you said you would gotta give in <laughs> so I'll be good tell me a story before I go to bed okay well anyway so nice. they'll be doing that for a while uh oh Pat got the pin on Andrade yeah um and then the MMA street fight the only thing that I want to discuss is that like I think because Chris Jericho like clearly really likes doing those fucking stadium stampede <laughs> fights. I was convinced that they were going to go out to the Minneapolis streets oh. and was just thinking that the whole, like for weeks oh, ahead man. of time, I was like, and then they'll go out to the Minneapolis streets. Probably that's a street fight. They'll at least go to a parking lot. <laughs> well, it so was honestly like confusing. They kept calling it that. Cause I was like, what makes this like a Minneapolis street fight? Is that a thing? Is like- it a street fight? <laughs> if they use that many props, is that <laughs> street know. fights are often known for their cutouts. of <laughs> Exactly. Yep. People are always bringing bump <laughs> pans to street fights. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I didn't really like. I think as the match started, I was like, I don't understand the conceit of this match. <laughs> and then it was the one match where, as you know, at wrestling, when you're in the stands, like if the rows in front of you stand up, then you stand up, and then you're all standing. Which actually mm-hmm. I like as a feature of wrestling. The way sometimes you'll just get a little ten minute standing break, and then everyone sits <laughs> back down. Uh, this was the one match that Caroline and I both were like, oh, we won't be standing up. <laughs> <laughs> we don't mind if we don't see it. Yeah. So it was just us and the Nebraska guy. We're all just kind of sitting there like, I'm on my phone right now, actually. <laughs> this was the point in the match where in our group chat where people were talking like non-wrestling channels. They were like, it's just the street fight. So like I yeah. <laughs> we're available to discuss other topics. <laughs> um yeah Yeah. so that and the props like they were funny and it would have been delightful with other people but i feel like with this group it was just kind of confusing that they were using like they didn't see they haven't been i mean they're not prop boys boys, but they're yeah just like i didn't mind uh dan lambert doing his his like broad uh i'm out of my depth wrestling shit i actually thought it was fine uh but i just cared about so little in the match that it's like really didn't you weren't going to get me worked up with anything. I wasn't no, going to get really mad true. about anything and I wasn't going to get really happy about anything. So. Right. Everybody knew it was a bathroom break and yeah, there we go. And I, and I enjoyed that and I did enjoy <laughs> my second beer. <laughs> so that has been the long week in wrestling. Uh, does anyone have anything they're dying to say before we get out of people's hair? Imagine if I like launched into a 20 minute discussion. Right now. <laughs> I would let, I would let you Leah, because you know what? This is our vanity project and no one can stop us from enjoying ourselves with our vanity project. Great. So true. Here's more thoughts on Sean Spears. <laughs> okay. uh, we're going to, I don't want to infect any of our listeners with whatever uh, contagion Leah's about to spew at us. So when you next hear from us, we'll all be fucking raging Sean Spears fans <laughs> horny to the gills in the meantime I've been Allie I've been in and I've been Leah and this is Tunnel Talk our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich our theme is by Chris Corkin you can find us on Twitter at Tunnel Talk Pod and via email at Tunnel Talk Pod at, gmail, yeah, at gmail.com please rate, review and subscribe to us on iTunes wherever you get your podcasts and come back next week next week